chips it ahead. Matthews up net. There it is. There it is. Number 34 has got 50. Move over, leans. Chucky and Squid. Big Pappy's on the board. You know, I knew I was going to be excited when Austin Matthews <laughs> scored 50, but I knew I could not match the enthusiasm of our wonderful colleague, Joe Bowen. Great job on the call there, as he always does, but he really hammers home the big moments. You know, I, uh, it's funny, our, our colleague Jim Ralph was saying when he got 40, it was against the empty net in Pittsburgh. I remember Bowen's call very, very well that night. It was a big Curtis McElhaney stop, but we're getting way ahead, or actually behind of ourselves. We need to stick with the current times. Leafs, 7-3, winners at home. Gordo, we always talk about starting the post-game show with a walk to the subway we might we might never get off the subway because we have so much to talk about tonight this is just one of those nights where you were absolutely buzzing in the building and you carry it with you leaving yeah and, the, and everyone stayed till the end like it's one of those games people would get the jump to go to mm-hmm. the subway uh and uh th- this was fun this was fun and uh th- this is a horrible loss for the winnipeg jets first yep. of all they're up to nothing and they're they're making it th- this this could be what what does it for them but for the toronto maple Leafs first as a team just a, a real dominating performance and it's funny when matthew scored in the empty night it felt like saying did you, was there really any difference <laughs> i mean two nights of uh, two or two goaltenders that really didn't have great nights uh, as well, but the fans were waiting. They were waiting for some fisticuffs. They got that at the end. They didn't quite get it all like Wayne Simmons. Oh, man, come on. You, you got to, like Logan Stanley, after what you did last mm-hmm. time, putting the belt on and yep. that, you, you got to show up for that. But the big one was they started the Austin chant, and then when he scored, it's like people didn't know what to throw on, right? So <laughs> we have to do something. So <laughs> you had a you had a nice array of clothing and different attire that went on and kind of dragged it out. Which the part I liked about it was it really dragged out the it applause. Did. Like you know the the Scotiabank Arena uh, gets a rap and sometimes deserve it. It's not one of the more raucous, loudest buildings of the 32. And in this case, it was. It was really, really wonderful. Well, that's the thing. People, you know, we, we always talk about, oh, what are the crowds like in this building? What? Are, oh, it's a bit of a quiet atmosphere. You give this crowd something to get excited about, and they had a hundred-somethings to get excited about. There was the, you know, our, our, our colleague Jeff Merrick. He, uh, he always goes with the great line of, you know, you don't always need the fight, but you need the threat of the fight. And the threat of the fight was kind of lurking all throughout the evening. You finally get it at the end. Clifford is Cl- – Clifford and Dylan, they go. Those are the two guys who, who went the last time. That was a really, really spirited bout. The fact that it comes right off the back of Matthews getting 50. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm going, I mean, again, this crowd wants three things. They want a Leafs win, they want to fight, and they want 50 goals. And check, check, check. Everybody's happy tonight. And the fact that they kind of all came in rapid succession there, th- this building was buzzing, buzzing. Now, you know, one thing I want to bring up about Wayne, Wayne Simmons at the end there, I don't think it's the end of Oh, you know what? We're going to hear from Austin Matthews, and then I'll give you my thoughts on probably Austin Matthews. Um, you know, just the, the energy and the atmosphere tonight was uh, was pretty special. So, uh, like I said before, I'm really fortunate to play with some pretty amazing players, um, you know, some pretty good teams uh, throughout these six years. And, um, yeah, I mean, it means a lot. Does it feel like you have so many chances? Does it feel like it might not happen tonight? I don't know. I just, uh, I just keep playing, keep shooting. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I had some good lucks, and, I don't know if I ever really envisioned it being an empty netter goal, but um, you know I'll take it. Goal's a goal, so um, yeah. Like you said, I had some good chances tonight, just didn't go in, and um, you know, fortunately that last one did. How would you describe the reaction of your teammates when you walked into the room? Uh, wet. I mean, I was pretty <laughs> soaked, uh, a lot of water and stuff, but um, you know, it's just 
it's awesome. Like just love, uh, love and support from all these guys. Uh, we've got an extremely close group and, um, so, you know, this, uh, you know, obviously doesn't happen without all these guys on this team. And so it means a lot. You touched on it, but, uh, to score at home was big. You guys were going on the road for four games after. If you were glad to get it out of the way, I guess here. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's just a lot, uh, you know, it's just really special to be able to do it here and in front of all the fans and, um, like I said, just the uh, you know the energy, the atmosphere, and um, you know all that, all that that kind of just goes into it. Um, you know, it just makes it uh, much more fun. So, um, you know, these are obviously some important games for us coming up, and so um, it'll be nice to enjoy this one. But uh, you know, we'll turn the page and get ready for this road trip. You're a young guy with a lot of time left, but I'm wondering, do you think about your legacy at all uh, at times like this? I mean, this is a storied franchise. It's had a lot of great players and. You know what you did tonight basically has put you among those those guys. Do you ever sort of ponder that at all? Uh, not too much. Um, you know, I just try to stay present. Um, you know, I just try to do my thing. And I mean, maybe when I'm done playing, I can think about that stuff. But right now, obviously, um, you know, I have a job to do, and uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not finished yet. So uh, I just want to keep playing, stay focused on uh, what needs to be focused on, and just stay present. Thanks, there is the most recent 50-goal scorer in franchise history. Gord, you you have, of course, a long history with, with this franchise. Not many guys have been able to crack that club. We heard Bonesy, you know, rhyme them off. Of course, we go back to Rick Vive. That's the one everybody's chasing with 54. Not that far away now. But just can you put this in perspective, just how special this season is and how special that guy is? Yeah, well, I, I'm fortunate that uh worked with the team when Rick Vive scored three 50-goal seasons. And I, I hope his name gets kicked around a bit and remembered and should. Uh, appreciated for what he did. Then Gary Lehman, you know, his 50 was a big reason uh, Calgary was attracted to him in the Doug Gilmore trade. And then Dave Anderchuk, it was kind of a 50-50 split that he did uh, some with Buffalo and some with Toronto. So I certainly was either working with a team or, or broadcasting. So it's been a long time, Brent. Like it's been a, for a guy like yourself, yeah. you know, you don't remember those so much firsthand. So I think that's the that's the part that makes it makes it special. He's done it in way fewer games than, than the others have. And, you know, just... That question, and probably he's too young to think about his legacy and that he's got so much hockey ahead of him, but it just adds more and more to a chance to be the uh, the greatest Leaf ever, and that's no slight to anybody else that's played for the Toronto Maple Leafs before. And uh, they're on the road for a while, so I'm glad he got it here tonight because, uh, you know, he would have got it somewhere on the road, and uh, I'm looking back. I think Rick Vive got all three at home, uh, which was neat because I just it was neat. The build, the, the more smaller, intimate Maple Leaf Gardens, rocked on those nights with not very good Maple Leaf teams. And uh, and this one, uh, and as I say, it was fun. It made for a fun ending. Yeah, something tells me, uh, of course, the Leafs' next game is Saturday on the road in Philly. We'll have that for you on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and the Maple Leafs radio network. And something tells me the Philly faithful wouldn't have been as embraceful of Austin Matthews getting <laughs> getting his 50. O- honestly, it was, look, you, we all would have loved, they had that, that back-to-back power plays in the first period. We all would have loved them to get it there and, you know, get it over with, for lack of a better term. But the fact that it just kind of lingered over the whole game the Leafs were playing great it was a fun back and forth game there was the threat of the fight involved there was the threat of 50 it just the fact that you you kind of hit both marks makes it even more special but just a game you know, it's a it's a regular season game it is game 60 whatever 
it is or 50 whatever it is of the regular season. We're in the middle of the week. It's a Thursday night, and, you know, it feels like it means so much more because it does. And, you know, there's there's so much to get to from the game. We could talk about Shalgren and the D pairs. And, hey, William Nylander, let's talk about him a little. He he played well tonight, but it's just the feeling here tonight, the buzz in the building, I, I just can't quite get over it. Yeah, and, and early on there wasn't much of a buzz. Like, like to break down the game, the Maple Leafs are down 2 nothing. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Giordano got undressed in one of them. Shalgren didn't play it great. Shalgren then on the wraparound got caught. So all of a sudden, there's not, there's nothing going on here. And when, and you can't get that physicality. So you're playing Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford. They ain't fighting. Yeah. And right now, they're just going on with a job to win a hockey game they really needed to win. And then the Maple Leafs just kept pressing and pressing. And, you know, much like they did the other night in Boston, just that kind of firepower, the skill, the speed, the balance scoring, all coming to fruition for the Maple Leafs. And that side element of Simmons and Clifford still getting out there and finally at the end uh, uh, it happened Clifford got in the fight as he said with Dylan and then I like I mean she's Logan Stanley come on he, he back he didn't take it from uh, Wayne Simmons where last time he was skating off with the belt on in Winnipeg and they gave him the player of the game thing and you know that's that's what they talk about the old old days bulletin board material and certainly the Maple Leafs stored that and uh, it uh, all those things and other factors bit the Jets in the butt yeah and, and I, I'm happy you brought that that back up because I wanted to bring this up. This happened at the end of the last Jets game, if memory serves me correct, where it was getting exactly like it looked tonight. You've got Kyle Clifford fighting the exact uh, uh, Dylan uh, the, or Brendan Dylan that he fought last time, and Wayne Simmons is jawing with someone at the faceoff circle, and they say, 10 minutes, you're done. Get out of here. And that is all fine and dandy if that actually diffuses things and that actually takes the you know run-around element out of the game. The very next shift, when Clifford's in the room because his night is done and Simmons is in the room because his night is done, you, the first thing that happens is some guy takes a run at Giordano. They immediately take a run at Lilligren right after that. And again, now you can say, look, there have to be more than two players on your team that can stand up for yourself. Yes, absolutely. But it's just we worry so much about game management, and this is the second time this has happened against this Jets team where it feels like they're saying, yes, let me manage the game and take all the people who do that for the Leafs away, away from them. Yeah, and this is the game the least managed you know that's in and the Jets out of frustration at the end and uh yeah I I know what you mean because I like the Jets team that's the kind of stuff you call kind of sucky or whatever you want to call it and if the Leafs were to do it too and there's certain players at the end that always that always ticks me off you know and you know here you're you're seeing Clayton Keller out four to six months not through a cheap side at all but from Arizona but just the 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 fact the severity of injuries and things that can happen it's 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 big men by and large it's a lot of equipment and it's a very fast game and bad things can happen if someone someone is out headhunting yeah you mentioned the you mentioned the Keller play and obviously you know you hope you hope he's better that's a scary scary injury and luckily this didn't happen tonight but and you're gonna say of course you bring him up Michael Bunting had a nasty fall into the end boards there and it looked pretty reminiscent of the play now obviously doesn't quite have the wheels going into it that the Keller does and it's a, a bit of you know unfortunate luck for Keller there but I uh, I definitely had that play in my mind when I saw Bunting uh, take take a fall there uh, Leafs picking up a win tonight they get the touchdown. 7-3 is the final at home over the Winnipeg Jets. Austin Matthews joins the 50-goal club. He does it on an empty netter. Fun, fun night here at Scotiabank Arena. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick will continue to break it down on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network.
Leafs Nation post game. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here perched above the ice at Scotiabank Arena, watching them take down ads. And man, there are a lot of ads here. Getting their money's worth uh, down, down here at Scotiabank Arena. The Leafs getting their, their, their money's worth on Austin Matthews. He becomes the 10th American born player to score 50 goals. Of course, joining a very, very illustrious list of Leafs. He's still chasing the all time single season record, though. Still some time to catch Rick Vive and his uh, 54 goals. You know, William Nylander had a pair tonight. Uh, look, it's Austin Matthews night. It's fight night against the Jets. I don't feel like I uh, did him a disservice by not mentioning it till now. We should probably talk about it. Uh, William Nylander, he was the focus of conversation. Now, look, here's the thing with Nylander. Still have one or two plays a game where you go, oh, let's see what Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe thinks about that. In that third period, you know, they're they're encouraging them and pushing pushing Austin. I, I thought it was that was great, and it's good to to see it uh see them you know the fans have that moment for austin to have that accomplishment here on home ice is great and maybe the maybe the best play of the day is david camp hitting the post and keeping the game alive for us it was brought up down here okay. yeah. did, did it uh was he come, was austin coming off the ice with the goalie pulled like i don't know if he was, there. Was, was he gonna stay out there as long as it took or was it no he was he was he was just about getting to the end of his shift so he, he made it count well, probably the biggest thing is we just had a lot of clock left, you know, and, and we could find ourselves. We didn't, we didn't start well. I mean, not even close to the same level of intensity and speed uh, that we have played with here in the last three games prior to tonight. <clears throat> so that was disappointing, and we paid for it, you know, so... Um, Obviously, getting the the bounce uh, to go to make it two one uh, coming out of the first, you know, before they get a chance to to get their third, that that was a big big moment. And then tying the game, of course, you know, we don't really we don't really look back from there, with the exception of you know we get down on that power play, but then we strike back right away uh, with John's goal. Uh, that was a really good sign for me that you know we were going to be able to gather ourselves and and find a way. So to score uh, six. Six tonight, plus the plus the empty netters. Uh, despite not playing particularly well, uh, it's it's a really good sign, a good win. You talked a lot about your penalty kill and the offense you're getting, especially in the last few games. Can you just talk a little bit about Kimball and Mikheyev and how they seem to be clicking? Yeah, it's great. I, you know they're. Uh, you know they're they're recognizing that the speed that they have, the length that they have. They close quickly. They both got long arms, long, long uh, stick. They can get on pucks. Um, you know, it was great effort and great play by Pierre to to get it to Mickey, and then Mickey with the poise to settle the puck and get a great finish. That was a great goal and a very important one. William has best in on the power play, but when he gets to the net like that, yeah, I mean that's where he he scores a lot from that space. So uh, getting there is important. That's why we we you know, we. He could play different spots of the power play, obviously, but with the personnel that we have, it, it's a good fit for him to be down there. Um, teams are really aggressively closing on our on our flanks right now. You know, we're, we're Mitch and Austin are. There's not a lot of shot opportunities available there. Austin had a couple today he was able to step into, but generally there's not a lot there. You look at a lot of our power play goals here in, in recent games. It's just about getting pucks by that layer and delivering it to the net and Letting John and Will go to work there, so um, you know we got another another couple tonight. You know, just doing that.
Austin said there's a lot more to do for him and the team the rest of the way. A lot of hockey to go. Another sign of his maturity. He's not getting too caught up in the record chase. Yeah, for sure. I think he's he's focused. He knows he knows what we're trying to accomplish as a team, and he, he knows what his role is and, and the opportunity he has for our for our team, uh, and he's delivered on that all season long. It's a great individual uh, uh, accomplishment for him, no doubt. So, as much as as he, he wants, he will downplay it as I, I would expect, given that he, I know he's focused on on, on other things, uh, you know, other team related things. It is important to acknowledge that it's it's a pretty special thing. I mean, it's been a long time uh, since a Leaf uh, sc- scored 50. That in itself um, is is special. There's been a lot of great players that have played here, and so uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's, it's nice that the fans were able to acknowledge us here tonight and give him that moment. Um, and our team appreciates it too. I mean, our team team contributes to, to Austin's success as well. Much, and he contributes to others, of course, too. But it's it all goes hand in hand. Um, but you know, I, I'm more than happy to give Austin the, the credit he deserves through this. He's having an unbelievable season. Do you think this puts him, Sheldon, in with those great players that you're talking about and that this franchise has had? Do you think he's now a member of that sort of group? I think he was there long before tonight. But uh, this certainly you know helps in terms of the record books and all those kind of things. But uh, won't be the, won't be the last time we have an opportunity to talk about him doing something special. What do you think of what you got out of your fourth line tonight? What do you have planned going in? I was happy with it. You know, we had we had uh, lots of energy, lots of physicality. Um, you know, in in each period, I thought they had great shifts and great moments that uh, really allowed the crowd to get going and, get, and build less energy. You know, in the first period, it was a scoring chance, it was a puck to the net, and some some traffic and rebounds and things like that. And then there was some physicality after that. Um, you know, so we, we were happy with what we got from that. It was a tough, tough game. I mean, they didn't play their fourth line much, the Jets, and, and made it a little bit harder to, to get them out there as much as I maybe would have liked to. But I thought they did a good job even when some of the matchups weren't optimal. Thanks, there is Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe, very, very happy with the path Austin Matthews is set upon in his NHL career. I think that kid's going to make something of himself. Uh, 50 goals tonight, uh, joining an illustrious list of Leafs to do so again. He's still chasing Rick Vive, wants to set that single-season record. You know he did. Leafs also taking care of business tonight as a team. 7-3 is the final at home over the Jets. We will continue to break it down here. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick will be back after this on Leaf Station postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs pick up a big win at home. They're rolling now. Wins in four of their last five. The only outlier there, that stinker against the Canadians. A uh, 4-2 loss there. The other big news, Austin Matthews with his 50th of the season. William Nylander nearly had the hat trick. We know he had the two goals. He really, really came close to the hat trick there in the third. Had a couple of great, great looks at it, uh, including one that probably would have been offside. So uh, maybe you didn't get too, too excited about the first one there. Uh, Myself, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. We'll bring in our uh, producer, Sam McKee. Key, I mean, great night. You love a you love a rock and barn. Felt like that was what we got tonight. Well, what would you make of uh, tonight's game? Yeah, crowd was awesome, just awesome. And you know they were like really into it. You could kind of feel 
for lack of a better term, they kind of wanted some blood. Mm-hmm. Were, it felt like a bit of a greased-up crowd, rowdy on a Thursday. You know, it felt like Saturday. Yeah, it was a warm, it was a warm day today. People are feeling some kind of way. They came in here looking for 50 goals and a couple punches, and they got both. So I, I just, I love being here on nights like tonight. I usually have the headset on when I'm up here uh, with Bonesy and Ralphie, but I, I took it off the last, you know, five minutes of the game to kind of hear the crowd because I really thought they were going and. They provided a spark, and yeah, David Camp, MVP for po- for his <laughs> little muffin backhander up the post that uh, that set up Awesome Matthew having a uh, his 50th new empty net later in that shift. Tell you, it's uh, boy, I like Austin saying the team was lit, and he meant like <laughs> he meant like uh, general entertainment yes. lit. That was what he was talking about. <laughs> maybe that, the maybe the room. other version will come and, later. But and yeah. I'll tell you, the other is boy, uh, we. we sit here and we talk about we love seeing the friends and family because it's neat right and the seattle kraken they had a, a big game here which they haven't had many of them their one visit Giordano was probably trying to sublet places while he was doing that i think he got so. traded like a week <laughs> but, later but they were like they were ecstatic like they won the stanley cup and here this is the man this is somber. the most sedate somber, somber quietest winnipeg jets friends and family like they don't even come low they no. like they're weighted up high it's like a funeral or something yeah. and anyway for them i mean that that could be their season also keep in mind austin matthews missed the first three games of the season and got off to a slow start yeah i know you know like it, it was it wasn't like he scored 14 goals in the first 10 games like it it was one you kind of thought i'm not so sure he'll battle for the rocker richard trophy i really did because all of a sudden a bunch of guys were just scoring a ton of goals but uh good for austin well yeah dreisaitl jumped out to he had i think he had 20 in his first 11 or 12 games or something like that he just got off to such a tear and then matthews was hurt and then he had the slow start and you're you're sitting there going okay maybe it's not the rocket year you still think he's going to have a great year and it's just never again never ever again will anybody in this market say oh it's not his year to win the rocket he he can spot dry basically 15 goals and he, he's right there leading things now you know gorge you mentioned all the family and friends there i do see at least one family and friend of the jets players wearing an austin matthews jersey so <laughs> shout out to whoever well, that I is to say there's nothing worse you know, when you're going up there, okay, and your little little annoying nephew, Johnny, okay, you know, come on. Like, at least God the parents damn, should say, take off your Austin Matthews, you know, particularly if the if Shifley or whoever it is paid for the tickets. Yeah, uh, that would not be what he would want to see. thing like, where we're laying, oh, where's the, 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 the Orioles, the Orioles sure, hat, right? Sure. Yeah, so you've exactly. got to take it off. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly that. Okay, so we've done a great job focusing solely on the positives tonight. Mm. We got blood. We got 50 goals. We had a fun game. We had some questionable goaltending here tonight. Now, first things first, I will say the third period, I thought Shalgren looked much better, much more confident. Mm-hmm. Having said that, mm-hmm. that was not a big bar he was leaping over to look more confident than he did in the first two periods. I- I'll give him credit for battling at the end there, but that is not a game that inspires, for me, uh, a-, a ton of confidence in him as the Leafs goalie. Yeah, I- listen, I thought the Leafs did a really great defensive job and the you know they were went out to that two nothing lead the Jets did and it was their only two chances of the game yep. went in the net and they were playing really well and they stuck to their game plan. Was it you Gordo that said they looked like the least of the more desperate team? Yeah, yeah they looked I thought they were Winnipeg tonight was a great playoff spot. You. They did and it I just, was due. I was due for a good point. No, I mean you're you're a professional <laughs> broadcaster, Gordo. You have great points all the time. But I just I was really impressed with how good the least looked defensively. And after the third goal went in, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm hard pressed to think of a chance really. I mean, they had some shots from the outside and there wasn't a lot, but like great A's. They didn't have a ton of them tonight. So the least did a great job of limiting a team that's fighting for their playoff lives. And, I, you know, there's, 
they were really happy when they got to beat the Leafs. Uh, I don't know, when was that November that yeah. that game? I mean, it looks like the Leafs could have just ended their season tonight. So that's just a little bit of sweet victory for the Leafs on that front. Um, I, I just, I'm really impressed with the defensive effort. And this has been some good wins, man. You know, they've, like, you talk about that Devils game, whatever. You can talk about the, the Habs game on Saturday night where they really outclassed the Habs lost. Panthers, great win. Bruins, great win. You look at this game. This team's really building momentum, going in the right direction towards the playoffs, fellas. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Gordon. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, and uh, on the goal. Keep in mind, Sam McKee was going to give Jack Campbell a eight-year, twenty-seven million dollar-year <laughs> contract back in November. Hundred percent accurate. About perspective. Hundred percent. About on, on, on McKee, the goal. McKee makes a great agent and a terrible GM. So when he's had <laughs> no contract. But I, I think these kind of games, it, you know, just because you see Boston bounce back with an eight-one win tonight over New Jersey. Eight-one. Wow. Like Bruce Cassidy tore a strip off them. How they played against the Leafs and you know last year I'm trying to like it was such a vanilla division by the end of it the Scotiabank yep. North that you know you think about it it's it's not an excuse or cop out but there's there's this is a much better playoff preparedness schedule than the last two years right yeah that's that's exactly it you're seeing new teams roll in and it just forces you to you know you never want to say a team goes into a game half asleep or sleepwalking but it forces you to wake up you're, okay the Jets are here okay it's the Jets they're not having the year they want it's not hell you buck they played last night. But because of the way that last game went, you just you got to be ready. You, you need to know what it's going to be like. And it's just that I, I'm, I'm with you, Gord. The fact that you're just facing new challenges all the time. It's not, okay, ho-hum, here come the Canucks for the ninth time this season. Here we go. It just it forces the games to have more life. It forces it to kind of to have more juice. And I, I think that's that's what you're seeing. You know, one thing I, I wanted to pick up on here is we the, the new look lines. Okay, so Tavares has had Mikheyev and Kerfoot along. Alongside him, I've liked the way that's looked. Nylander, I've liked how he's looked uh, alongside Camp and Engvall and kind of more of that checking role there. But the thing with David Camp and Sheldon Keefe was banging this drum early on in the season is I want my shutdown line when the playoffs roll around. I like how the lines look with the offense spread more out and Nylander on that line, but I'm not foolish enough to think that William Nylander is on your shutdown line in the playoffs. So I like the offense spread out, but I completely understand where Keefe's at saying, give me my shutdown line. I'll throw it to you, Gordo. What, what, what do you do there? Well, he's, and, and, you know, he's trying these different kind of options, and one was this This was a little bit to um, sort of make guys accountable. So Nylander, after Saturday's game, that was a part of it. But you're right about, and again, I go back to the era where Andrichuk got 50 goal, but but uh, Mark Osborne, who we see here as a scout here, the late Peter Zezel and Bill Berg were a great third line, the kind of line you needed when the Leafs had playoff success back then. Of course, uh, and, and the same thing in, in, in Pack Wins in Pack Wins run as well. There were I just they just don't jump out the same yeah. way those three did. I just remember well Shane Corson shut down Alexi Yashin yeah. that yeah. one playoff series and they swept a, a higher seeded Ottawa Senators in four straight. So I, I'm liking all the options that he's throwing out there right now. And, and but in the playoffs, you know, generally you're right. There has to be that Philip Deneau line that really can do the job that way, like the shutdown line. I I just don't think and I'm, I, this isn't what I think I know Nylander and Tavares does not work together at even strength it doesn't and listen well and, he, and here's the frustrating part about it is that because they're both so talented they run into a hot two or three weeks together and it's like there it does work see but over the long stretch like I, I'm with you there so I don't know how much longer you can sort of bang your head against the wall with that and I think the organization from the top down realized that there's probably a lot of meetings about what to do with that line and I think what they've done here, it looks good. I, I think Nylander is, looks inspired 
in the past, however long they've, how many games it's been since they've made that change. I think he looks a lot more responsible. Mm-hmm. I think he's tra- he's he's tracking back. He still has the offensive uh, dynamic part of his game, of course. But I really like what this what this has done to the lineup. And if I'm Keith, I'm sticking with it. I I if you're gonna do anything, it would be break up the top line. I guess if that's that's the only way you can really change anything else. But if you're not gonna do that, what he's done here to me is kind of the perfect thing. And, you know, I, we talked about it a lot today on Real Kipper and Bourne. Um, the fourth line, we didn't love the change-ups because we saw Blackwell play center mm-hmm. against uh, the last game they played against Boston, and he played with Clifford and Spezza, and that was a good unit, and they had a really good game. And we were questioning why you would change it. And, boy, the fourth line tonight, they had a one or two shifts where they kind of got caught in their own zone. But for the one mo- real bad one. For the yeah. most part, they really did play on the other end of the ice. Obviously, the two, like, just having the physical presence. I I have to say the the fourth line tonight really did work, and maybe the coach knows more than real Kipper and Bourne and me. Well, I heard you I heard you guys talking about it. I thought that was a, well, I was about to say good. I don't want to pump your tires too much. It was an okay conversation. Yeah, com- it was an okay conversation. But I do, uh, to me, what that felt like was Sheldon Keefe not wanting to appear to be skirting anything. Mm-hmm. I think that was Jason Spezza has to play tonight. Yeah. And if you're going to throw Jason Spezza in there to be the, you know, maybe red meat is too, <laughs> too strong a term to the Jets. But if you're going to throw the guy in there who need Pionk, maybe you want his, his two tough guys on, on his flank there. So I'm with you. I think Blackwell did nothing to come to deserve coming out of the game but like you said i i like the way and, the fourth line looked tonight and simmons will probably get another one on on saturday think, against his yeah. former team and then you know you go into those two games in florida and i don't know you know abrazese abrazese he's gonna play he's got to get in at some point you have you have a, f- a few options that you can go to so i think the fourth lines can be a work in progress until they find something they like where where are you at like so that that's really interesting to me gord the idea of look and we understand the idea you're going to sign a player like Abrazizi because you don't want to lose him. It's a college kid. There's some reason why you burn the year there. But this feels like a really – and look, it's you play him for one or two games, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But this feels like a really weird time of year to be trying to work in a, a new player here. You know, we we know you do that at the deadline, of course. But, you know, this is a guy who's going to be making his NHL debut whenever he ends up playing. And it's just – I'm not saying it can't work or anything like that. But, man, it's a, it's it's tough to kind of you're, – you're basically jumping on a treadmill while it's quite at full fi- speed. Quite the fire to throw a college yeah. kid into. Yeah. Well, and quite often they play one or two games, and then I would think they're cleared to go to the Toronto Marlies. I mean, you've got – so that's quite often what happens just to give them the taste of it. So so I've heard so many of these players. Christian Hansen was incredibly touted, and certainly Tyler Bozak did did work out. But the key is going to be the guy – and – that's where I think you know you're you're, you're going to look at Blackwell. He's got to play a lot. He does. I mean, you I mean you acquired him, but this this was written in stone that Clifford and Simmons were going to, were going to were going to play in this game tonight. That that's for sure. And uh, you bring up a good point about Simmons. Even though he's had a few teams since Philadelphia, uh, you owe him that. Like you know, he's he like he's a, and actually speaking of older guys, I don't want to totally switch the conversation, no, but, but I'm kind of doing Take it wherever you want. Just about uh, Giordano because. Um, a neat stat. He gets his first goal as a Leaf. So the the other defensemen who've scored yes. a goal when they're 38 or over. Now, Art Duncan, uh, he's kind of there with uh, uh, Babe Dye. A favorite of mine, yeah. to be perfectly honest. But the other three were on that last team that won the Stanley Cup in 1967. Oh, Tim Gordon. Horton, Alan Stanley, Marcel Pronovo were, uh, yeah, all three were on defense the last time they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, and now, all these years later, uh, Giordano added to defenseman 38 or older scoring goal with the Toronto Maple Well, Leafs. and I'll throw one more. We, we decided. 
discovered this when we were looking. I think we were doing one of our the Leafs this week when we had our Sunday show there, Gord. And look, it's far from over. There's still a long regular season left. But Austin Matthews scores his 50th goal tonight. If he wins the Hart Trophy this year, he mm-hmm. will be the first Leaf to win it in Since 67 years. In 67 years. Yeah, since 1955. <laughs> wow, boys. Really? Uh, yeah, we're so, doing this. Yeah, so this is full-on misty-eyed. Da- let's dream show. Down Young Street towards front. Yeah, you know, Here's the thing. <laughs> just whatever the Raptors' plan is, bump it out a little more. Just get say, it a little more oh, developed. Don't, yeah, yeah. Do not do that parade, okay? Oh, my Lord. You can oh tell Lord. we haven't had one in a while. No, uh, yeah. It, it was very, very apparent that we were uh, a little out of practice but, there. The Leafs, they, they looked in practice tonight. I, I can't get over how much I, I love this game. And I think the fact that you could kind of corral your emotions. You're going to have to ha- you're going to have games like this in the playoffs. Now, okay, maybe it's not going to be a 7-3 laugher against the team who you're never going to see again. No, it's going to be a, you know, a 6-5 bloodbath against the Bruins or something like that. But a game like this, a night like this with all the emotions in the air, the crowd going nuts, it honestly felt like a great dress rehearsal for what it's going to feel like trying to close out a, a game at home in the playoffs. It, to me, it really did. Well, it's kind of like Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg, we got that taste with Toronto last year. Here they are. It's a playoff game for them tonight. And uh, not for least, but it's a playoff game for them. And they have a two-goal lead, and and they blow it. And that's what we saw against Montreal, right? And then that's what, you know, has to be – has to be eliminated, those kind of things on the, on the Toronto side. So it's about good habits, good habits, good habits, and there's so many different ways about about good habits. And this time they reversed the script, which, um, you know, Toronto – like, you know, we're just chatting about it today that the, the best playoff performance was that first time they played six games against the Washington Capitals. Caps. Five games went to overtime. Leafs were up 2-1. Got the standing ovation when they got eliminated because it was it, w- it was novel being in there. And ever since then, there's been positives in the seven-game series against Boston, but but not really in how disappointing it was to lose both those games. And again, playing your playing your worst hockey and when it mattered the most. And the same with Columbus I, and Montreal. I'll all, we'll always think of that Sunday afternoon, Gordo, when we were here. And they they went they went up one nothing. Morgan Raleigh scored, yeah. Yep. And then the then they scored a couple on the power. Anyways, it was Easter weird. Sunday. It was. That was weird because it had a weird vibe. I remember sitting. I remember talking to we we're talking to Brian Burke for a while. He just happened to be hanging. Everyone was just hanging around a bit. It was just different. Yeah. Had a weird vibe, and then it seemed like. All of a sudden, like whatever turkey the Leafs had eaten Easter turkey, and it just all like all of a sudden the air just came out of the building. It was because re- they could have won that in six at home, and they're up one nothing. Kind of an ovation like Austin Matthews got tonight. I mean, the building was dying, you know, rocking, and then all of a sudden it just the life got sucked out of it by not, their play. Not to get too deep into the weeds, but it was it four three in the third, and I remember right here on this net, it was that. The same net Austin Matthews the, scored 50 on tonight. Uh, Morgan Riley threw a saucer pass across the ice to to Matthews, and it just skipped on him at the last yep. second, and he was going to tap it home. Anyways, not to get too out of the weeds, but I'm I'm I will say that uh, we was, need happy memories. I was going to say this yeah. this really tells you a lot of what it's been like lately. Is a guy <laughs> scored 50, they win seven three. And yeah. we're sitting here talking about what could have been a hundred years ago against the Bruins. Oh, just give us a mount. Um, uh, if you have a game that feels like today in the playoffs, I, if if that's what fifty felt like, mm-hmm. if that's what beating the Jets seven three and Kyle Clifford fighting felt like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine so, what ha- what it will feel like in this building if, when, finally, someday, please, they win a playoff series. So. Just to go back, you mentioned Clifford there. So to go back to Simmons getting tossed out. Yep. So if Simmons, so if Clifford's allowed to fight, yep. and that's allowed to happen, yep. 
than two guys that are beacon at each mm-hmm. other and about to fight, that's the misconduct? Yeah. I don't understand what they were thinking. They just they wanted to really calm it down? I, I was just oh, yeah, real... yeah, no. I, I think good call by the referee. He thought, he's, he, well, he's looking for any little thing. So then don't chirp then. Don't, you know, then if you want to go, just I just guess. keep quiet and go. I well, guess. I think what it, I, what it felt like to me was it was like trying to throw a leash on a tiger once it's already running free. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to calm the game down. I they, haven't seen that happen very I ha- often. I haven't way. either. There was that Tiger King documentary. I don't know. It felt like early in COVID. I don't yeah, know. They threw a leash on him. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. <laughs> and that's very right. They made a season two for some reason. <laughs> and But it's if you were if you were hell-bent on getting the game under control and not letting that happen, it's a little late once once yeah. Clifford and and, do, and Dylan have already uh, have, have, are already dropping the gloves there. Like it just felt like it was a little too little too late. I don't think it's the end of the world. No. Other than the fact that again, it's the exact same way the game ended last time, and that's why it got silly with yep. Jason Spezza but doing something. But it didn't really dumb. get that silly. And I no no not tonight. No I no the last but one. Yeah, yeah. you know the thought crossed my mind that something stupid could happen, but they were they were just defeated, which is probably the sweetest you know. The sweetest feeling for the Leafs is that they didn't really have to worry too much about them doing anything because you could tell that they were a beaten down bunch. Well, there is. So, you know, we always talk about the Leafs behind the scenes video and stuff. And after the Jets beat the Leafs in the first game this season, I think it's Shifley who walks in. They have their their fighter pilot helmet and he's nothing better than beating the Leafs. And I don't know. uh, You know, I don't think the Leafs are as petty as I am. But if I but if they were. They'd be playing well, out of the loop. I in just their don't think they care. And they no, gave it they to don't. Logan Stanley, too. And they too. gave it to Logan So, Stanley. I mean, that, that that is, again, the old-fashioned uh, bulletin board material. And then he and he would not respond tonight. He got challenged by Simmons multiple times during the game. And he, uh, you know, if you're the, hey, if you feel you're the undisputed heavyweight champion, uh, like you played it up, you got to be expecting this next time you play them. Yeah, I uh, I think it's all uh, dead and gone now. Uh, they don't play each other uh, any more times this year. So, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the uh, the chase for Austin Matthews now moves to 55 goals. I mean, I guess you'd like to tie Rick Vibe first, and then you'd then you'd like to beat him. Uh, he has plenty of time left to do it. It's going to be a fun, fun finish to the season. You know, with Matthews, obviously, you're looking at that number. He he's going to have an MVP chase here going on as well. It's just it is really, really interesting to see the way this season is coming tonight. So, yeah, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, that fi- that that goal was his 249th career goal. Okay, which is a mind blowing number. Yes, it's a lot. He's 171 goals away from tying Matt Sundin for the for the number one. A hundred? Isn't it seem like it should be way more than that? Like yeah. I know that's a lot of goals still, but that's probably what Ovi is close to being away from Gretzky or whatever. But the fact that he's already got 250 or 249 goals in his career to this point, it's unbelievable. I it just I on a night that we get to sit here and actually see it happen and be in the building for the first Leafs 50-goal score, you have to take it in and appreciate how lucky Leaf fans are to be able to watch us every night. It's unbelievable. It'd be it'd be interesting to look at that list, too, just looking at that number and, you know, just from different eras and dead puck and, you know, lower-scoring eras. There would be guys who you think of as incredible offensive talents who don't have that much many more goals kind of in their career there. Like, it's just, it's a, it's amazing to see the the pace he's set early on in his career. We we sit here and, you know, just talk him up every single game, how good he is. Uh, again, tonight he wasn't even 
that special, and he was still such a difference maker for this team. It felt like there were two or three times he had the great looks early on in the first period, and I guess I guess it is a little bit. You don't love it on an empty netter, but I don't know. I I, uh, I don't think it matters at all one way. But if he had his druthers, you know, he would have loved to have gone bar down on the power play or something like and, that. And you know, another one you talk, boy, that is the like the Winnipeg Jets family and friends were gone after about eight seconds. Oh my God, <laughs> they're all gone. Yeah, Clear that enough. was pretty quick. But uh, well, I'm sure they're heading somewhere, but probably back home. But uh, what 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 bad luck for them about no Kyle Connor, who's yep. who's the, their hottest player of Schmitt. late, and Nate Schmidt, who's one of their stellar defensemen. And the, my understanding is, as a lot of us have, I was in Florida, whatever, about a month ago, and man, oh man, to get that playing some pickleball, get, yeah, played to get that COVID test. Anyway, coming back was a real pain. Anyway, they so it's. It ends tomorrow, but they were in Buffalo, and that's why they had to take COVID tests to come back to Canada. And Schmidt and Connor tested positive. So they're down there for a week. Couldn't play last night, can't play tonight, and won't be able to play on the weekend. Tough break for the Jets. Great break for the Leafs. Gord Stellick, pickleball and triples tennis legend, (laughs) alongside me, Brent Gunning, Sam McKee. Thanks so much. Andrew Dutch Holland, Danielle Furtado back in the studio. The Leafs, 7-3 winners at home tonight, back at it Saturday in Philly. We'll have the game for you right here. Thanks for listening on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Maple Leafs radio network.